0: Hello, everyone. This is Michael Gobier from the Cinema 9 podcast, and you are listening to Pop Goes Your World. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. And now it's time for our feature presentation. I'm Chris McBrien, and the pop culture from Generation X is everything to me. And
1: I'm Derek Myers, and I'm here to educate Chris on the great pop culture of today's generation.
0: Episode 188, 1984 Pop Culture Fantasy Draft. Chris McBride, along with Derek Myers. Welcome to Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Derek, hi. We took a little less time off between shows this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're back to uh, back to a regular schedule. I was going to say back to school, but I guess we're not quite... Well, your not quite teacher, you're a teacher. Are you back to school? I am, yeah. Okay, yeah, so back. we're back to school. It's, you know uh, We're back on a regular schedule, so no excuses. We're going to try and get one a week for the rest of the year. Got to mm-hmm. make up for those last weeks through the summer, and uh, maybe... Maybe. We get a couple more Greatest Hits trivia episodes out between now and Christmas.
0: Chris, you know, the, the, you, you handle those? We got that on schedule? Oh, yeah. I got a few of them awesome. in the can. Uh, awesome. We're going to do something a little bit different this week. We're going to be combining pop culture and fantasy sports, two of my favorite things in the whole wide world, but a little bit on more on that later. Before we get started, Derek, anything new in pop culture for you?
1: I have one thing new in pop culture that I want to talk about, and you'll be very happy to hear. Right. It's a documentary.
0: For forty days and forty nights, he watches documentaries. He likes to learn about the world. It's Derek's documentaries. Derek's documentaries. It's been a while since you had a documentary. Please do share. All right.
1: I, I've actually been watching a few documentaries, but I, I nice. you know I wanna I wanna tease the listeners a little bit. So this is one that I watched just this week. It's brand new, just dropped on Netflix this week. My wife and I watched it together. It's a documentary called Count Me In. It's about drumming in rock and roll music. Now, as I mentioned before, my wife is a drummer and loves music. And, uh, you know, I mean, you and I love music as part of pop culture. So this was right in our wheelhouse. My wife and I watched this together. We loved it. Uh, It's on Netflix. It just dropped like last week. So uh, people have probably seen it and they're suggested, you know, here's something new to watch. And it's only an hour and 20 minutes, so it's not even that long. It's a history of the role of the drummer in rock and roll. And they have fantastic interviews with people who are professional drummers in rock and roll music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2010s, 2000s and 2010s. Some of the newer people I didn't really know, but when I saw the name of the band, I was like, oh, I think I've heard of that. So there's some drummer in here that is part of the decade that you enjoy music for. It's great. Uh, I loved it. Chris, I know you've got a passion for drumming as well. So if mm-hmm. you haven't seen this yet, I would strongly recommend this to you as well. It's called Count Me In. It's great. That's my pick for this week.
0: Check nice. it out. Nice. As you mentioned, I am a drummer. I have the kit right beside me. Did you want me to jump on and play something for you?
1: Well, we got a lot. We got a lot
0: to cover tonight, so I <laughs> okay. don't think
1: we have time. But you know, any other week, buddy, <laughs> okay. you know how much I love your musical styling.
0: I know. I'm looking like I've got a Les Paul hanging on the wall. I got acoustic guitars, I've got drums, keyboard. I'm looking at all this down here. Anyway, I got a couple things for you too. One of which right. is also a documentary. <gasps> um, okay. It was it was called Canadian Rock Bands of the 60s, 70s, and 80s little obscure i know but okay, okay man was it ever amazing it's on it's on youtube so if you're looking to find it and the thing is i guess it all started back in the late 60s early 70s with a rock band called the collectors and i would never heard of them before and i guess by all accounts they were never all that big but i guess the thing what they did was they paved the way for other canadian bands to kind of go down into the u.s you know and then you had bands like the guess who and BTO and Steppenwolf and Brian Adams and so on and so on. And they all went on to have success in the U S and then in Canada, as you know, Derek, they enacted legislation that required 33% of all music played on radio and much music and stuff. Um, it had to be Canadian. So it just opened the floodgates for these Canadian musicians to get their stuff out there. It was a really, really good documentary. So I I would recommend it. So
1: all right, I'll check it out. Sounds like it's
0: right in my wheelhouse. And the second thing I want to mention quickly, I put on one of the streaming services last week. I think it might have been Amazon Prime. I don't remember exactly which one it was for sure, but I watched 1980s um, Seems Like Old Times. There's a Neil Simon screenplay directed by Jay Sandrich. It's got Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn and Charles Grodin in it. Man, oh man, I tell you, it seemed like old times for me. That's for sure. You know, they just don't make movies like this anymore. Like nowadays, as you know, I rail about this every week. It's all about CGI and how, how to be bigger and bigger and stuff. And here you've got this little movie. It almost plays like a theater play. Like it's all about the dialogue and the performances. And you know what? It was amazing. I'd forgotten all about this movie. I would suggest everyone, if you get a chance, just at least once in a while, maybe just take a step back you know, put down all that CGI overload and watch an old movie like this because it's all about, you know, the writing and the acting and the wordplay and stuff. And and you just don't get much better than it seems like old times. So I don't know. I just recommend that. It was oh, it was so good. Wow. Um, I've, I've never heard of it, so I'll have to go check it out. It was, it was really, really good. Uh, you know what else is really good? Here's your dad joke of the week. All right, Derek, why didn't the man invite both his wife and his ex-wife to go fishing together. Oh
1: boy. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some really bad double entendre here, so I'll just say I don't know and brace for the worst.
0: He didn't want to open up a whole can of worms. Oh.
1: that was actually not as bad as I was expecting. Oh, it wasn't dirty, that's for sure. I was expecting something filthy that you were going to have to bleep, and the censors would be like, whoa, whoa, you can't say that on the radio. Man,
0: you can't get much more filthy than a can of worms, though, can you? Depends who your ex-wife is, I suppose. Oh, good point. All I wanted for Christmas was a new intro. Get in the studio and record All right, okay, the gauntlet (laughs) has been thrown down. Just last week, I reamed out Roger Moore. He was totally... Totally satisfied. I have no idea who that is.
1: Penis reduction surgery. The absolute best documentary I saw all year was Carol
0: Baskin. Carol Baskin. It sounds like a nice guy. Right? I, I kind of walked into that one, didn't I? I'm listening to the drop, and I'm just laughing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that a new one? I don't remember hearing that. Before. No, that's
0: a new one. <laughs> it's nice, so funny. nice. Okay, so we decided to do something a little different this week. Derek, you kind of you set this up at the end of last week's show. And maybe you could kind of just set things up again. Um, You and I, obviously, we go way back. And one of the first things that we ever connected with as friends was fantasy sports. You know, we were big into hockey pools and, you know, baseball drafts and that sort of thing. And we obviously love pop culture. We've always been movie buffs and all that kind of stuff. And we decided to kind of combine the two into one. Do you just want to just give us a quick overview on how this is going to work?
1: Yeah, for sure. So what we're going to do is we're going to draft a fantasy pop culture team and the from the year we've chosen is 1984 <laughs> and each of us just like with a fantasy draft for baseball, football, hockey, basketball, what have you, we have positions we have to fill out. So we need to take 3 movies, 3 television shows and 3 songs that are all debuted in 1984 and then we have a 10th pick which you must pick as your 10th pick, which is just a straight-up wild card from any of those categories that is more just a little bit of sprinkles on top of the Sunday to just punctuate your picks. We're not looking for like that, oh, this was the number one movie that everybody overlooked. Just something that gives your pick a little, in your case, a little mm-hmm. signature that says, this is Chris's list and mine that says, this is Derek's list. But the real meat and potatoes of these lists are going to be, the first nine picks: your three movies, TV, three TV shows, three songs, and we've we put in a few guidelines to help us out. We said, in the case of the TV show, it had to premiere in 1984. So the show might have run four, five, six, seven, eight years, and it may not have actually even been that good in the first year, but it had to premiere. In this case, in 1984, mm-hmm. the song, same thing, the album on which the song appears had to debut in 84. So if the, it, if it was a hit single in 84, but the album came out in 83 too bad, doesn't count. Likewise, if the album came out in 84, but the song was a hit in 85, that would count because the album came out in 84. Mm. So those are our rules by which we're going to use. And you can pick them in any order you want. We're going to flip a coin to determine who gets first pick. Okay. And it's just like a sports draft. Now, what I wanted to know from you, Chris, is sometimes with sports drafts, mm-hmm. we do a snake map. Like, if you have 10 players, you go 1 to 10, 10 to 9, 1 to 10, 10 to 9. Since so there's only two of us, do we want to do it that way? 1, yeah. 2, 2, 1, 1, 2, 2, 1? Are we just no. going to go 1, back two, one 2, 1, two, 1,
0: 2, back and yep. forth? Just go back and forth, back
1: and okay. forth. Okay, and that's fine. I mean, yep. the, the the luck of the coin. Yep. With only two drafters, that shouldn't... I wouldn't think that should have a substantial no. impact on the draft, especially when you can choose... To pick from any category yep. based on the number of slots you have left in your picks. It's all strategy, right?
0: Of course, so, just like a and fantasy then, sports draft. Yes, we should also mention that when we're done our two lists, I will be forwarding them to a, a panel of judges who are going to vote on the list. And at the beginning of next episode, we're going to mention who is the winner of, of the fantasy draft and whoever the winner is gets to have a uh, temporary possession of our trophy and we've determined that the trophy is my Funko Fonzie
1: fair enough you better you better say goodbye to Fonzie because he's gonna be spending <laughs> a lot of time in my house over yeah, the next we'll, little
0: while we'll see about that I've already tried to bribe the judges so we'll see how this goes
1: <laughs> I really like
0: Funko Fonzie I like saying Funko Fonzie it's fun to say Funko Fonzie and I also like Funko Fonzie I like him he's sitting right here in the studio looking at me so I want to make sure he stays right here Um. So that's what we're going to do. Put together these lists. We're going to draft here right now on the show, and then we will forward it to the the judges. And then you know we'll we'll see, you know, you'll see that I win. And we'll just go from there. But uh, you mentioned we're going to flip a coin, so I'm going to do that right now. Actually, I'm going to flip the coin. Okay, I've got it on. I'm going to let you call it, Derek. What would you like to call? It, heads or tails? Tails. It is Tails.
1: Damn it. Oh, jeez. Okay, yes. so you... Everyone always calls heads. I'm oh like, you know man. what? I'm going to call Tails this time.
0: Okay, so you're the winner. So that means you get to pick first. You can pick from any category you want, movie, TV show, song. The personal pick is the last pick that we make. So you get to kick things off. Uh, Where would you like to go? I'm going to keep a list here. I've got a pen and paper ready to go. So where do you want to start with for your first pick? All right. I'm starting with television shows. Okay. TV
1: show. This show premiered on September 16th, 1984. It ran five seasons for 112 episodes. The 80s quintessential show that I'm picking with my number one pick. Mm Mm-hmm. Miami Vice Miami
0: Vice Nice Okay so I'm going to put that in here Miami Vice is off the board Derek's got his first TV show Okay Over to me You know what I think I'm going to I think I'm going to kick things off with a movie I think it's important that I do Because I mean I'm such a big movie buff And I think I've got to go with this Not only because I'm wearing the t-shirt here in the studio It was also the number one movie at the box office that year And when I think of 1984 I always think of Ghostbusters So I'm going to go with a movie pick I'm going to go with Ghostbusters as my pick. Nice. Nice. I mean, Honestly, that
1: was that was my number one movie pick. If it yeah. was still on the board, I would have yeah. gone there next. Okay. I'm going to stick with TV shows. Ooh, you're going to try you and, press and sew press up the category. Advantage. Yep. I am taking, premiered on September 20th, 1984, ran eight seasons, mm-hmm. 201 episodes, The
0: Cosby Show. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Oh.
1: So all I have to say to you about your TV picks now that I have both Miami Vice and The Cosby Show
0: is Mm -hmm. good luck, pal. All right. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to go a different way on this one. I'm going to jump right into songs and I'm going to go with the number one song from 1984. Uh, The album was released on June the 25th in 1984. One of the greatest artists of all time. And that was Prince on Purple Rain. And the song is When Doves Cry when doves cry for my first movie and the first movie off the board. So I'm going to go with when first doves song. Cry. You mean off first the song board. off the board? Sorry.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. I am going to go to the movie category. Ooh, okay. okay. I am to go going mm-hmm. to pick the Eddie Murphy vehicle from December fourth, nineteen eighty four, the seventh best movie of the year, earning two hundred thirty four million dollars.
0: Beverly Hills Cop. Part one. Ooh, nice. It took in three hundred sixty million dollars at the box office. Very good. Ooh, what do I want to do here? Do I want to go with another movie? I got you got two TV shows. I feel like I need a TV show. Um, I'm actually going to go with. How do I want to do this? Oh, how am I going to play this? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to pick a, a show that ran from 1984 to 1992. It had a few different people in the cast but i mean the main character stayed the same throat and i i think it, in some ways it kind of slips under the radar but i think when people see it and hopefully i got to play to the judges too so when they see this and be like yes and i'm gonna go with night court yep for my tv show my first honestly TV if show.
1: you didn't pick night court yeah. right now i was about to pick it and just sew up the you TV would category. sew up that
0: category i would be in trouble
1: yep, yep. in my mind tv shows had the weakest depth yeah, so that's why I right. had to jump in there first. And uh, honestly, if you didn't go in there, you would have just been shut out. All right. I am going to go. Oh, this is... now this is a little bit interesting because I. <sighs> All right. For song.
0: Oh, going in the song, song category.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I always do in fantasy hockey, which is a bad idea. I'm jumping right to my number four pick, even though one and three are still
0: on the board. <laughs> that's always the <what> way it <laughs> goes. Oh, interesting. <laughs>
1: All right. The album was released so this is one of those weird cases and I, we'll have a ruling later if I have another pick on the board with this. Mm-hmm. We we have said that it's when the album was released. Now Correct. sometimes the song is released before the album comes out as almost like a little teaser. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, that's what happened. Now, both the song and the album both came out in 1984. But I have another pick a little later mm. on that we may have to debate about where the song was released before the album and the yep. song came out in 84, but the album came out in early 85. So we'll, we'll come back to that later. But mm-hmm. the one I've got now totally fits. Song was released in May. Album was released in November. And the song, is, uh, the album is uh, Make It Big. The song is Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by
0: Wham oh that's a good one i mean when you think of 1984 you know whether you like that song or not whether you like wham or not it was neither here nor there when you think of 1984 like that song was just pervasive it was it hit number one
1: on the billboard hot 100 yeah there's there this is a quintessential 80s song and from the year 84 awesome
0: yeah this and was, the this video all- tube every that was about as 1984 yep. as you can get remember they had those yeah. white choose life t-shirts and the pastel yep. short shorts
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. the sna- jumping around snapping yeah. with his little short shorts oh, on man. oh yeah that's a good pick that's a good pick
0: yeah. oh, okay so i've taken one from each category and uh, like you said that oh, i don't know if i want to do that though oh do i go tv is weak tv is weak but you got two of them so I think I'm going to go back to the movies and I think I'm going to go with The Terminator. Oh, good pick. Mm, I think I'm going to go with The Terminator. This is yeah. the
1: first Terminator now we're talking. Yes. Yes. The C-1. first Terminator.
0: Yeah. Obviously James Cameron. It was
1: it ranked 21st in the in the year of all time of gross. It earned 38 million
0: bucks. It was Cuz I have it on my
1: list. I was about to pick it.
0: Yeah, it was it it was it was pretty far down there. Um, Like you mentioned, it was how much did you say that it made? Thirty eight million worldwide right but it was released later in the year right it but, was
1: october so it probably still, carried forward into the next year as but well. still it
0: it, it, it it was a harbinger of things to come because i mean that movie Absolutely did not, not make the money that a lot of uh james cameron's other films made uh, like t2 was like you know a like juggernaut and then of course he goes on and does, does titanic and and uh avatar and stuff but uh, but I, I think when i think of 1984 i think the terminator is a good movie to, to go with so i'm gonna go with that yep.
1: one. all right uh, I'm going to put you in the extreme hot seat despite the uh, tactical disadvantage this puts me at. And mm-hmm. I am sewing up TV shows okay. right here and now, mm-hmm. guaranteeing my win. And with that, I am taking the super long time, still on the air, 8,000 plus episodes Damn after it. 37. I wanted years, this one. You're
0: going to snipe me. Jeopardy. Yes, pardon please. me, with an
1: exclamation part jeopardy
0: yeah you're sniping me i wanted to take that one too because it did premiere in 1984 with alex Trebek, and it's still running today so that's a great pick so that's a that's going to sew up your tv show so i don't yeah, need to worry about taking yeah, tv exactly. shows so, exactly yeah.
1: that was my fear is as long as i if i take the three shows you can leave those till the end but my i gotta i gotta admit the, the list drops off tremendously oh, yeah. after
0: that. there's after one that, there's other like solid
1: pick that i was like well if chris jumps in and takes jeopardy i could take this mm-hmm. but i'm like other than that
0: i i fear for your list bud. Mm-hmm. I think I need to uh, for my next pick is go with another song and I want to this song this, this album was released in June of 1984 and again when I think of good pick when I think of 1984 I think of this album cover it's quite an iconic album cover you know I mean I mean it's it's Bruce Springsteen's ass. I mean, but, but it's an iconic cover. And I'm, of course, talking about uh, Born in the USA. So the song Born in the USA from the album Born in the USA is going to be my second song.
1: Nice. And the nice. thing is, too,
0: is up until that point, Bruce Springsteen was kind of like this working class guy. Like he had his songs were a little bit more raw, like, you know, Born to Run and, you know, Hungry Heart and stuff. But this album was really polished and it really kind of just jumped him to the, the head of the charts. And I when I think of 1984... That's what I think of. I think it represents the year really well. So I'm going to go with that.
1: Nice. Uh, well, I'll tell you right now, that was not even on my list. Wow. And I have 10 songs yeah. on my list. So that I don't know if that's a good pick by you and bad oversight by me or a bad pick by you because you could have got it right till the end. But yeah, this is why we do the draft. That's the way right? the draft goes. We yep. have different scouting, right? We we absolutely do. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, now, I got to decide where I want to go next. Well, we know it's not TV because I got all those sewn up. Yep. So...
0: You haven't taken hmm. a song yet. Yeah, I did. I took uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Oh, sorry. You did. I'm sorry. You're right.
1: All right. So... Wow. Okay. This, this is a little risky, but I think I need to do this again just to make sure there's no overlap with our lists i already took beverly hills cop as my number one movie Mm -hmm. and i am taking the song axel f by harold Fultemeyer from the beverly hills cop soundtrack as my next move my next song pick it's uh it only reached number three on the billboard charts but if you the second you hear that nothing says 80s like that the synth from axel f like you can't imagine the song without imagining the movie. And since I already have the movie, I couldn't risk you taking the song and people going, well, you know, one's as good as the other and having the picks cancel. I felt I needed to double up on that. So my second song, Axel F by Harold Fultemeyer from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack came out in December, right when the movie came out 1984. That's my pick.
0: And that wasn't the same guy that did the Miami vice theme. Was it? Wasn't that young? I think it was John. Okay. So. okay. Which I uh, believe
1: is on the board. If you want it
0: oh man what am i gonna do here i think i need to go i think i need to get another movie in here i am going to just want to take a quick look if i can i'm just going to call up the box office from that year because again one of the things i do want to do is i do want to pander to the judges i'm not going to go with one of the it's it's in the top five okay and it's the number fourth grossing movie from that year but i think it's very iconic and especially now it'll be fresh in judges minds because they've done kind of like a a revisitation of it recently on Netflix. And I'm going to go with the karate kid. Wow. Since they've done Cobra Kai, you know, and that's back in the, the, the public consciousness, you know, in, in terms of pop culture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the karate kid is going to appeal to the judges here. So I'm going to, I'm going to solve the movie category and go with the karate kid. All right. Over to you.
1: Yeah. I, I think that would personally, I think that's a bad pick. Cause I think there's a lot of better picks on the board, but Hey, we'll see. Right. This Wait. is why we draft. That's why you, you never know. You never know. All right. Okay, so let me just look at my list here. So I have 3 TV shows, we've already got that covered. I've got 2 songs, so I got one more song pick and I got one movie, so I need so if I take my song pick, then all I'm looking at are movie picks and I yep. think that's bad tactical for me. Mm-hmm. Right now you've still got an opening in all three categories. Yeah. But obviously you're not going to take your TV show until the end cuz why would you? Right. All right. So I got to pick, I got to pick something here, so Let's see. I think I only have one movie. I think I need to take another movie. I think I'm going to take another. Well,
0: you like, said the Karate Kid was a bad pick, so I lay it out there. A what, what's a good yeah. pick?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to give you a good pick right mm-hmm. now. So my my good pick for my 1984 movie is uh, is the number six grossing movie of the year. It came out in February in 1984. It made 80 oh, yes. million bucks. Yes, Footloose. Yes, Kevin Bacon.
0: That's a good pick. That's a good and, pick. And
1: just like Beverly Hills Cop, it had the iconic soundtrack that went with yep. it. I'm like, this is you hear Footloose. Now they made that crappy remake not too long ago, which <laughs> I, again, cash grab. But yeah, you hear Footloose, you think 80s. That's my. That's a solid pick for me. I'm taking it.
0: I agree. Footloose. Just just this evening before I came down into the studio, I was watching a, a show on the the Food Network with my son, and it was I don't know, it was like some. I don't know what the heck it was. They were making some ice cream or some crap like that. And Kevin Bacon was on it. And I'm like, hey, it's Kevin Bacon. And my son's like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) jeez. So so Footloose, and I was explaining to him about Footloose. He's like, I don't know what that movie is, Daddy. I don't know what you're talking about. So, no, Footloose is a good pick. 1984, Footloose, that's good. I think I got to go back to another song. It was released early in the year. It was released in January of 1984. And I think, you know, it's going to help me with the judges by the fact that the album is actually named in 1984. And I'm going to go with Jump from Van Halen as my wow. third song.
1: Hmm. You know what? I didn't, uh, I didn't expect that. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good
0: pick. I was kind of yeah. hoping
1: that might still be around for my wildcard yeah. pick, to be I honest. sniped yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. After you a sniped one.
0: me on the Jeopardy one, I thought I had that sewn <laughs> up. I didn't yeah. think you'd go there. Oh, man. No, no.
1: Yeah, I had that one covered. Okay, so... So we got two picks left each, right?
0: Yes. You have a movie and a song and I have two TV shows. So oh, So
1: then it really at this point it doesn't matter. You can't yep. take whatever's left for me and I you can't. can't take whatever's whatever left you for want. You. It's it's okay. a free for all. So well, that's it. that's an easy one for me then. I'll do the easy pick while I can think about it. So my movie pick is my easy pick. Uh didn't necessarily make a crazy amount of money, but again, Iconic 80s 16 Candles came out in May 1984. It only made 23 million bucks, but this is quintessential 80s. This is the the Brat Pack, you know, again, it's one of these ones that has this uh I keep talking about the soundtracks for these movies even though, you know, they're different categories of songs in the movies, but 16 Candles, like come on, 80s, 1984 all the way. So
0: i like that one a lot we've covered that one on the show before i think we sort of came to the determination that it doesn't hold up you know as well as we had thought no of course not but uh, when you go back to 1984 it it definitely is uh it's a good one okay so i gotta come up with another tv show i never really liked this show i didn't watch this show but it definitely does represent you know this time so i'm gonna have to go because there's so few to pick from i'm gonna go with murder she wrote
1: yeah it has to be. I'm like, yep. that's the only one he's got left to pick. That was that was my next one on the list if you had uh, sniped out one of my yeah. earlier ones.
0: I got to go with Murder, She Wrote with Angel Lansbury. Like I said, I didn't really watch it, but I think when you think back to the 80s, it kind of stands out. So, yep. yeah, I'll go yep. with that one.
1: Okay, so I got my last pick, wow, I can't believe how fast this draft has been going. We need mm-hmm. to talk about this stuff more next time we do this. It's going to be the shortest show ever. It's okay. <laughs> okay. We still got so trivia needed- to do. I need okay so I need a song. So I have Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. I have Axel, Axel F by right. Harold Faltermeyer. So those are those are both strong 80s picks. So I I really 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 wanted to take the Ghostbusters theme song and especially because you got the movie. But you know what? I think I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. Going to take another song that made it to number 1 the the single was released in october the album of the same name was released in november we're going
0: with madonna
1: like a virgin
0: that's a great pick yeah great pick and it really slipped through and i definitely was really thinking about taking that one but i just felt it jumped just kind of i don't know i might might pull it off a bit better okay so i got one one of my picks left which is the tv show yeah, good if luck it, buddy
1: i can't wait to see what sludge you drag up from this list this is a This is a deep bench, man, or not a deep bench at all.
0: I don't think it's as bad as you think. The one that I would like, if if it was sort of my personal pick, which we're going to do at the end, I really like Charles in Charge. But, I mean, it wasn't all that popular. It won't play with the judges. But the one that will play with the judges, I think, is it was a long-running show. I mean, it it ran for like eight seasons, and and that's who's the boss. So, I'm going to go with who's the boss.
1: I had that as my 10th pick, just in case it slipped through. So, that's a good poll. Again, I think that will play. It wasn't. I mean, I remember watching it when it was when it was uh, released, but uh, I've tried to sort of pick it up in the reruns, and uh, for me, it just hasn't really held up as well. So, all right,
0: okay. So now we've each picked three movies, three TV shows, okay, three songs. I'll recap the list at the end. I was going to say, let's recap. Are we recapping now before we do ten? Uh, I can recap it if you want. Okay. So on my yep. list, um, my movies are Ghostbusters, The Terminator and The Karate Kid. My three TV shows, or I should say your three movies are Beverly Hills Cop, Footloose, and Sixteen Candles. My TV shows are Night Court, Murder, She Wrote, and Who's the Boss? And your three TV shows are Miami Vice, The Cosby Show, and You Snipe Me with Jeopardy. That was a good one. And then when we get into songs, I went with When Doves Cry by Prince, obviously, Born in the USA, Springsteen, and Jump with Van Halen. And for your songs, you went with Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, Wham, F and Like a Virgin. So now... We've got those ten. are all pretty strong lists. I mean, it's maybe we should be bad. drafting
1: a deeper bench here because
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> at first this seemed like a really difficult draft. And nope. it's like, now you like, hear wow. those lists,
0: you're like. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. 1984, though, I mean, it was a you asked me last year. week and you were like, what What year should we start with? Should we start at the beginning of the 80s? You know, I was like, no, let's dive right in the middle. Let's go into 1984. 1984 might be one of the greatest years for pop culture ever.
1: Yeah, it was no, that it, it was very strong. It really so strong. this is this is again we're drawing this out a little bit before we go with our tenth pick. But in my mind, because we've talked about like we want to potentially do this with every year from the 1980s, mm-hmm. and some years I'm thinking there's going to be so much to choose from. You know, it, it's not going to be difficult at all. But this was one of those years where having too many choices was almost as difficult as not having enough choices. And so that that's the real challenge. Like I had a list. Of about ten things for each movie shows, and songs, knowing we only really needed six of each. Because if I, if you took my first three, I'd at least have the, the bottom three. Yeah, the three back But it's like yeah. I'm looking at the ones left on the board and just like thinking to myself, "Holy cow! How did neither one of us pick some of these things?" I know. Now we have one more pick left, so I don't want to spoil anything left But mm-hmm. what I think might we should do is after we pick these tenth picks, sort of just fire off a couple of other ones that were on the list that we didn't
0: pick, just to, sure. so that we're that's like, a good idea. You know? Sure, yeah, okay. I can do that.
1: all right so so it's over to you now you
0: gotta you gotta put the cherry on top and make a personal pick it could be a movie a tv show or a song it's totally your pick one of the three and it's but it's something that's a bit more personal in nature something that's a personal favorite or something like that that kind of puts the stamp on your list as showing you that it's yours so
1: all right so i think i think much like you i have to go with what I, is actually on the T-shirt I'm wearing right here and right now, which okay. you know I deliberately wore for our 1984 draft knowing that this was on my list. The cherry on top of Derek's list is, from, is a TV show that first debuted in 1984, ran for four seasons, 98 episodes. And if you were a boy who grew up in the 1980s, you, like me, love this TV show, The Transformers. So that's my number ten pick: is the Transformers television cartoon show, the original
0: show. Nice. I'm going to take a little bit of time and expand a little bit on mine. If yeah, I
1: may. now that you don't have to worry about me, pick, yeah. and I see, I was like I was going to throw three or four options up, but mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to influence your decision.
0: No, nope. I don't want to talk about mine a little bit. Mm-hmm. This list may go to ten, but mine goes to eleven. Nice. That's right. My personal pick from 1984 is rob reiner's mockumentary this is spinal tap it was released on march the 2nd of 1984 and it was released with really little fanfare at the time and and like when i say little like i mean it in the strongest way (laughs) the movie grossed a grand total of four million dollars you know it, it, it fell a little bit short of the box office champ Ghostbusters, which brought in 225 million, you know, but the th- but you know, none of that really matters because this movie became a cult hit. It was inducted into the Library of Congress as a significant piece of art in American history, and it was back in '84 and still is to this day one of my all-time favorite movies. I mean, it's quotable. The songs are great. The cast is brilliant the director went on to become one of the the greatest directors in film history and it's all because of things like spell the glove and shark sandwich you know and 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 so it's my personal pick it's it's my proverbial cherry on top of our list so this is spinal tap i'm really hoping that i'll be rewarded by the judges with a win you know and 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 i hope that uh, this is spinal tap is going to tap into the you know their their pop culture oh i see
1: what you did yeah. there so, so let me tell you a few things that were, so my original 10th pick that I was going to pick just for fun was the movie break into
0: <laughs> just because I love saying it. And, it's so much fun to say. And it and, had like boogaloo shrimp, you know, <laughs> like, oh God, that? And,
1: and because oh. we've used it as a punchline on yeah. many episodes yeah. in the past. So my heart wanted to take that, but I'm like, I'm trying to win a draft here. It's not worth the punchline to lose the draft for that stupid movie. The but uh, two movies that were on my list that I just I can't believe neither of us picked Purple Rain, yeah. Prince's movie Purple yeah. Rain, mm-hmm. and Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, which arguably is not a fantastic film, but no. was the second highest grossing movie of the year in
0: 1984.
1: But it I did, think that's why 180 million bucks. But for fans of the films, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, classic. Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, mm. classic.
0: That's okay.
1: Temple yeah. of Doom. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I really, in my heart, couldn't pick that, yeah. knowing that's how I felt about the movie. And then from songs, I picked the movie Footloose, but nobody picked the Footloose song. You picked the movie Ghostbusters. Neither of us picked the movie Ghostbusters. And both of those songs were number one hits. And then the sort of sneaky song pick that I was considering but didn't was the fabulous Tina Turner doing what's love got to do with it, which reached number one in 1984, an awesome song in its own right. Often overlooked when you think about songs from the eighties. I, that was my, it was like, right. The next one on my song list, but I, I just couldn't pick it. What about you? What else made your list that we didn't pick?
0: So one movie that we've uh, talked about here on the show, um, we, we, I think it was Yancey and I did it way back in season one. And it hasn't held up very well. But when I think of 1984, I do think it's kind of uh, memorable as far as 1984 movies go. And that's Revenge of the Nerds, I thought. And another one that really jumped out to me was Police Academy. Again, these are personal movies that I really like. Um, as far as songs go, I think the one, there's really only, well, maybe there's two that I, that I think I was thinking about. But I just thought they're a little bit more personal in nature. We're not going to take it. By by Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. Nice. Um, Remember remember the the video and the makeup? It was like a teen anthem back then. And the other one I was thinking about was Night Ranger's Sister Christian. (laughs) But I thought, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if that'll play. So uh, Michael Gauvier brought that up as one of his favorite rock songs of the 80s when we had him on. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Charles in Charge. Like I mentioned, that was a bit of a personal one. But, so uh,
1: I will tell you, knowing who some of the judges are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: at least one of those judges, because because a few of my friends are in there, Charles in Charge is his all-time absolute favorite show that has ever aired on television. And if you had picked that, he would have picked your list without looking at any Damn. of the other items. So um, when you said, I'm going to pass on this because I'm not sure if it's going to appeal to the judges, I thought, oh, thank God, because if you picked it, that's one vote I'm not getting. Man. So, and I, and I got to
0: win over those friends of yours that are, that are in, you know, some of the, the judges or I'm going to be in big trouble. So I don't know. I just, I always like Charles in charge. I mean, Scott Bayo's an idiot, but, uh, I always liked that show. I don't know. I always thought, thought it was good, but, uh, anyway, so I think our lists are both pretty good. Do you have a prediction? if you had to predict oh, who's going to
1: win this hands down, no, I'm going to get no. six out of seven votes. So no, like, I don't to. know what you're doing tonight. You should be crying yourself to sleep. Cause no. I'm winning this draft. No,
0: I don't think so, bud. I think you're going down. I really do. I think Funko Fonzie is staying right here on my desk. That's, that's all not a
1: chance. Do. You're going to be making a special trip to my house to drop him off. I'll, I'll give you a tissue. So you can wipe the tears away as you lose this draft. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the next, uh, the next year. So we had said, mm-hmm. if this works out, okay. And I mean, it didn't take very long, but no. uh, but I had a lot of fun. And the drafting, the, the homework was fun. So if we do another year, we'll pick another year from the 80s. But we're going to do, you're going to pick a movie. I'm going to pick a movie. We'll do a top five list. And then we'll do another draft. So if people are listening to this and think, this is a great idea. I want to hear more of it. Unfortunately, we're going to keep you waiting for four more episodes. But uh, I can't wait to do the next one. Yeah, so. the next
0: one, you'll get to pick the year. So whichever Ooh. year from the 80s you want. Okay. So it'll be fun. Uh, speaking of fun, let's have some. Fun with Caveman. All right, my man, since we're doing 1984, I felt it was only appropriate if we did some pop culture trivia from 1984. So I'm going to keep things pretty straightforward for you, okay? I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, pop culture in 1984, and all you got to do is answer them. They're all easy, okay? Got it. All right. Lay it on me. Okay, the following film franchises all spawned multiple sequels. Which one of them did not debut in 1984? Okay. okay, the Terminator, Beverly Hills Cop, Police Academy, or Indiana Jones?
1: Sorry, I want the. Sorry, can you read the question just so I make sure I'm
0: clear on what you're yep, asking? Yep, I'm asking. I, I mentioned these are the following are film franchises. Okay. Yes. Which one? Which film franchise did not debut in 1984? Okay, is Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Yes, that is correct. Because Raiders came out in 1981, obviously. Yeah,
1: okay. all those other ones were the part one, and that was part two. So.
0: Right, we like we like uh, talking about the Academy Awards. Uh, what film took home the Oscar for Best Picture in 1984?
1: Wow. Um... So this would have been a movie that came out in 83 but was awarded the Oscar in 84. No, no it came out in 84. Came out in 84 and was awarded in 85. Yeah, I'm just like... Oh, in, in uh, like Amadeus. That's correct. That's
0: correct. You, you could argue it wasn't the best film that year. I think uh, The Killing Fields was the best movie that year from an artistic I was a little
1: surprised that you didn't have The Killing Fields on your list. But again, yeah. it's sort of a niche movie. It's not going to appeal yeah. to everyone. And if people, the voters have never seen it. They're not right. going to have that emotional connection to no, it. No, so. they're
0: not. If you've seen the movie, you will have that emotional connection. But if not, yeah. and remember, I'm trying to play to the judges because I want to win Funko. Of yeah. Okay. While shooting a TV advertisement, Michael Jackson's hair caught fire in 1984. Derek. What product was he shooting the commercial for?
1: Um, it was uh, it was a beverage, right? It was like I think it was I think it was Pepsi or Di- I think it was just straight up Pepsi. Let's say Pepsi. It was Pepsi okay i wanted to say it was like dr pepper i'm like no no no, no. there's no way michael jackson would have endorsed a lesser okay. cola it had to be Coker Pepsi.
0: here's an easy one because you've already kind of mentioned this in the show uh we mentioned that ghostbusters was the highest grossing film of the year with 220 million dollars what was number two at the domestic u.s box office
1: uh, oh that was in my notes i'm not gonna look i i think it was indiana
0: jones wasn't it you think about it, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, Gremlins, The Karate Kid, Police Academy, Footloose, Beverly Hills Cop, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Terms of Endearment, and Romancing the Stone. With that's splash a strong, what a that's good year a strong for
1: movies. list, man. Holy so, cow.
0: Jeez, That might be the best top 10 of any year ever, by the way.
1: Yeah, oh, that was, man, that, man. I mean, Star Trek God, 3 was probably the worst of the yeah. Star Trek movies, but as a franchise with a huge fan base, mm-hmm. like, yeah, wow, that's a, that's a good list.
0: Amazing. Okay, Derek, you're a board game guy. You know, I've been down to your house before and we get together and play games. You've got like a million board games, right? Yeah, know, like sounds games? about right. Yep. What was the highest selling board game of 1984, Derek? Well...
1: This was before the quote-unquote board game renaissance of the late 90s. So, I got to think we're going back to some of the classics. So, I'm going to just hedge my bet and say Monopoly.
0: No, I'm sorry. It was Trivial Pursuit. Oh, of course it was. (laughs) Yep. Okay. What catchphrase was made famous by Clara Peller in a TV ad for Wendy's?
1: Oh, that was the, where's the beef?
0: All right, Derek, the most popular toy at Christmas in 1984 was this doll. Can you name it?
1: Uh, doll?
0: Yes. Uh, okay, so. Making it easy for you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's got to it, be. So it's gotta, if it's a doll, it's got to be the Cabbage Patch Kids.
0: Very well done. Okay, written by Bob Geldof, this song was released during the Christmas season in 1984 to help raise money for starving children in Ethiopia. Can you name the song, Derek? Uh, Ooh,
1: well, I know there was one by the Americans, one by the Canadians, one by the Brits. And I honestly don't know if Geldof is British or American. I'm trying to, trying to remember his speaking voice. I think, I think he is Sir Bob Geldof, which would mean he's British. So then it's gotta be the song by the Brits. And that one was called, Ooh, that one was called.
0: Do they know it's Christmas time? Follow-up question. Oh, what was the name of the forty-four member group that sang the song? Ooh, that was
1: okay. Let me think. The Canadian one was the Northern Lights. The American one was USA for Africa, and the British one was called. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, was it called Band-Aid?
0: You got it. Okay. Nice. Well, here's here's one I want to try second, and trip you up. I got there. Okay. I want to trip you up on this one because I know yeah. you hate this ton of stuff. On January the 23rd of Daikin 84, this wrestler beat the Iron Sheik to become the undisputed WWF world champion. Derek, name the wrestler.
1: I'm just going to, again, play the odds and go with... Hulk Hogan.
0: There you go. You got it.
1: All right. I, I would have been lucky to name three other wrestlers from that were popular in 84. I figured let's just go with the one that I know that's the most popular. There
0: you go. All right. According to Nielsen ratings, what was the highest rated TV series of 1984? Ooh.
1: Probably a primetime soap. I'm going to say Dallas.
0: I'm sorry. It was Dynasty. It was so close. Oh, <laughs> and, and, I was
1: at the right wheelhouse, man. Let me tell you,
0: not bad. I'm impressed. I even got got close to that. I, okay, here's for the for your final question. I'm going to make things a little difficult. What was the price of a Panasonic VCR in 1984? And I'll give you a range of okay. 100
1: that's bucks. okay. Is this like prices right? Give me a range. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, how much is my range? Within fifty, within hundred bucks. I'm going to give you a a hundred dollar oh, range. Okay, I'm going to say
0: a 1000 bucks.
1: Wait. Say,
0: no, it. it cost anywhere between 419 and $499 in, U- in 1984.
1: No. I was going to say a 1001 to hedge my bet in case it's <laughs> no, like no, you're yeah.
0: wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like we said we're going to we're going to pass these lists that we just drafted here over to our esteemed group of judges. Have I mentioned that the judges are all just beautiful? fantastic human beings that i just i love more than anything else in the whole wide world
1: that's not what you were saying before we went on the hot <laughs> mic buddy i heard a lot of like expletives and no. things that would never pass the censors
0: <laughs> i didn't hear any censor beeps so far so and, and like we said they're going to vote on the winner and at the beginning of next episode we're going to reveal who the winner is of our inaugural pop culture fantasy draft so
1: i, I can reveal the winner right now
0: Derek yeah it's Rogers
1: me this is the winner <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I hear that the judges are open to bribes. Not that I've reached out, you know, and tried to bribe them already. That's just pure speculation, you know. If you feel you need bribery to win, then you've already <laughs> lost, buddy. Yeah. All right, so Derek, uh, next show we're back to review a movie. Um, it's over to me uh, for our next film to review. Now, one thing that we did agree on before we came in the studio was that I had to pick a movie from 1984. Okay. No problem there. I mean, that's yep. my, you know, right in my wheelhouse. I think I'm going to go with, you know, a really popular movie that year. I know that we both love it and then and that's okay that we both love this movie. It, but more that it spawned a sequel and then it spawned a remake. And apparently from what I've heard, they're producing another sequel 30 years later and that's Ghostbusters. Okay. Wait, did you not already do Ghostbusters with the Antsy? Nope. We are going to do okay. Ghostbusters, B and you. And we're going to talk about this movie. Like I say, I think you have a lot to add to it because, you know, it, it was just remade a couple of years ago with an all-female cast. I never saw it. I have no idea what that's like. So.
1: It had its ups and downs. Yeah, I'm
0: sure yeah. it sucked. Um, uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. It definitely had promise. And is there truth to the rumor that they're making an, another sequel, like with, with the actual, like with Bill Murray and, and Dan Aykroyd in it?
1: I know there's another Ghostbusters movies coming out, but honestly, I do everything in my power to not watch trailers or read previews because mm-hmm. I find they give away way too many of the details. True. So I know a trailer has been released. I have not watched it. I don't know who's in the cast. I have no idea what the synopsis is. And honestly, I don't want to. They've got no. my money. I'm going to see it. I don't need any details spoiled for me.
0: See, I don't I don't think I would go to see We're going to talk about this more next week. I wouldn't go to okay. see it. I'm not gonna go see it. It was like when, uh, when the streaming in during COVID, when um, uh, uh, "Coming to America" two comes out you know no i'm not watching that if i want if i'm interested in that i'll just go back and watch the original again that's the same way i feel about the other one but we are going to go back and watch the original of ghostbusters and next week you and i are going to come back and we're going to talk all about it we're going to see how it held up and we're going to talk about the new incarnations of it and all that but until then this is chris McBrian for Derek myers saying thanks for listening to pop Culture world the pop culture podcast for the generations <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pub Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at pubgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show.